Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first formal episode of the Irish Balance podcast. I really hope you all enjoyed the introduction that I shared recently. And if you haven't listened to it, it's the first episode in my podcast series and it tells you a little bit about me and it tells you about the podcast and what you can expect from it. In brief, my name is Kira Kelly. I'm a medical doctor and I am really passionate about public health, preventative medicine and lifestyle medicine. I write a blog called The Irish Balance, www.theirishbalance.com and I'm also at The Irish Balance on social media, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And I use my blog and social media as a platform through which I share simple and sustainable healthy lifestyle messages with you guys, as well as some lovely foodie recipes that are easy to make and I hope delicious to eat as well. This first proper podcast episode is going to talk about nine resolutions ideas for 2019. It's inspired by a blog post that I shared with you guys just prior to the new year. So you'll find that on my blog if you want to have a full read of it. But I decided to record it as a podcast episode as well and go into a little bit more detail on each of the nine ideas. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm a person who always does take time at the end of each year to reflect on the past 12 months, what I've achieved, what goals I set and what goals I want to take into the new year. I do prefer to say New Year's goals or intentions and resolutions, but either way, what we're talking about is and aiming for is simple, sustainable, healthy lifestyle changes. My nine ideas for your 2019 New Year's resolutions are not going to be anything radical, anything expensive or anything inaccessible and definitely no detoxes. At the start of every year, always in January, we see articles everywhere in the newspapers and in magazines talking about detoxes, talking about radical changes to your diet or to your fitness regime and your lifestyle in general. And my belief is that none of that is essential for you to make really simple changes day to day that you'll stick to and which will have big benefits for your health in the long term. An upcoming podcast episode is going to focus on how we can set really smart goals and SMART is a really awesome goal setting technique which stands for specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time bound goals. I'll go into those in more detail in an upcoming episode so stay tuned for that and in the meantime keep those aspects of a goal in mind as we talk about these nine ideas. So of course this is not a request for you guys to try all nine. You might try one two, three, or if all nine, if you want more power to you. But the key thing with however many you want to adopt is that you stick to them. Behavior change, I have learned from my masters so far, requires time, effort, commitment, support from within yourself and those around you. And most importantly, celebrating every small win on your journey to your goal. It's not an overnight achievement. We need to be thinking one day at a time, one step at a time and always focusing on progress, not perfection. So let's get into the list. And this list will cover what I consider the key pillars of a healthy lifestyle, including aspects of nutrition, physical activity, stress management, sleep, and social well-being as well. My first idea for a New Year's resolution for your 2019 is to make sure and make it your goal that you get five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. We know as a population, particularly in Ireland, and this is also true of the UK, that the majority of us don't meet our five a day which is such a shame because it's really not complicated to do. Um, 
and fruits and vegetables are amazing sources of fiber um, and lots and lots of different micronutrients for example vitamin c and citrus fruits folate in our green leafy vegetables and a wide range of antioxidants as well so an awesome place to start with eating slightly healthier is to try and get five servings of fruit and veg in each day now, you might see recommendations that say it's seven a day or it's 10 a day. And yeah, there is no upper limit. I mean, we really should consume as many servings as recommended up to 10. But given that the majority of us aren't meeting five, I think five is a great place to start. So an example of how you might do this would be to have a piece of fruit with breakfast. For example, you might have chopped up banana on your porridge, or you might have some sliced apple um, on your porridge or an orange. You can have a piece of fruit as a snack during the morning as well. Examples are like things like an apple or a pear or oranges or berries. And then with your veg, if you aimed for two servings of vegetables at lunch and dinner, boom, that means that you're on six servings already and you've beaten your five a day every day. That really simple rule, one with breakfast, one as a snack and two servings at lunch and dinner, that's what I follow. And I find it's the most simple and sustainable way that I can meet my five a day. My second idea for you is one you might have heard a lot already, but that's because it is important. So it's hydration and it's making sure that you drink two litres of water per day. An easy way to quantify this is to get yourself a reusable bottle, bring it with you to work, to college, in your car, making sure that you engineer your environment to make that choice easy for yourself. Aim for a size of a bottle at 500 mils minimum. And that way, you know, if you've had four of them in a day, that you've had two litres of water a day. And if you've exercised during your day as well and gotten a little bit of a sweat on, it's important to make sure to consume a little bit of extra water around that time as well. So my third idea is to swap your whites for brown this year. By that, I mean swapping your sources of foods like breads, pastas, rices, these things all known as sources of carbohydrate to swap the white versions of those for the brown versions, so the whole grain or the wholemeal varieties. And I'll also include oats as a great breakfast option um, on this tip as well. These brown varieties of these foods provide you with great sources of complex carbohydrates and also allow you to boost your fiber intake really, really easily. And because they do form such a staple in our diet, it means that making that small change can have a powerful impact. Thankfully, the brown varieties of pretty much all of these foods are pretty widely available across most supermarkets and uh, smaller shops very cheaply. So number four, number four is still food related. Um, so bear with me. This is to have at least one meat-free day per week. Now you might see a lot of people hashtagging Veganuary, which is a concept where people adopt a fully vegan diet for the whole of January. Now, I don't think that we all have to go that extreme to make a difference to our own health and that of the environment. A big talking point at the moment is how sustainable our typical Western diet is in developed countries and how it affects our own health and the effect on the environment too, particularly since we have such a rapidly rising population, which is projected to be over 9 billion in 2050. Absolutely crazy, I know. We do know that globally, populations in developed and developing countries overconsume animal protein sources, particularly via meat and dairy intake. And we know that this contributes a significant proportion of human-derived greenhouse gas emissions, which contributes towards driving climate change. It's something I'm really interested in and I've done a lot of research on as part of one of my college modules for my master's um, in my first semester. And I have a blog post on sustainability and diet and I would love to do a podcast episode on it, which I hopefully will. So if you would like to hear more, let me know. But in the meantime, I think one thing we can all do to make a difference for the environment is to have one meat-free day per week at a minimum. 
In the last couple of years, there's been a big trend towards a meat-free Monday. I don't think you have to be strict on what day it is, but I think it is important to plan it into your day. And thankfully, with the rise of vegetarianism over the last maybe two years, there has been an absolute explosion of awesome recipes that we can try, as well as a large rise in the market around plant-derived protein alternatives to meat. For example, things like corn or vegetarian sausages and veggie burgers. The key thing again here is that having one meat-free day a week is a small change, but it can have a huge impact if we all do it. I also have lots of plant-based recipes on my website. So if you are keen for more of those, let me know. And if you're looking for some inspiration, let me know. And I can direct you towards some of the plant-based recipes on my blog. So now we're on to number five and we're on to my favorite part of lifestyle medicine, which is exercise. So my first idea for your 2019 resolutions is to make sure that you move every day in a way that you enjoy. Personally, as many of you may know, I'm a big fan of weight training in the gym. I also discovered yoga this year and absolutely fell in love with it and will definitely be doing a podcast episode on it. And I also love walking, particularly with podcasts in my ears. And now I'll have my own as well and audiobooks as well. One of the biggest barriers that people raise um, when I talk to them or when I engage with people on social media about trying to get exercise in each day or movement in each day is time. I think a reason that's so commonly discussed as a barrier is because we overthink how much and overestimate how much exercise we actually need to do to achieve a benefit. Actually, what we need to do to achieve a physical health and mental health benefit is really, really small. The first thing I would say is that the exercise you will stick to is the one you enjoy. So if you're not a fan of running and you've tried it a couple of times and you still don't like it, just because your friends are doing it doesn't mean you have to. Zumba might be your thing. Yoga might be your thing. Pilates might be your thing. Or even just going for a walk might be your thing. But whatever you enjoy, do that because you will come back to it. You will get those feel-good endorphins that we get from exercise, that rush you get after a really fun workout. You will get those from what you enjoy doing and you'll stick to it and come back to it. Another really great tip is to try and make movement part of your day. So if it's a really busy day and you think you're not going to get time to get to the gym or to get to a class that you'd booked, try building little snacks of movement into your day. So for example, you might walk to the bus stop instead of driving. You might get off your train a stop early and walk the rest of the way home. Or you might get off the tram stop a stop early while you're in the city centre. If you're drinking your two liters, two liters of water a day, you guys will know that you will definitely need to use the bathroom. So doing that, I find, is a great way to make sure you get up out of your chair if you have an office job where you have to sit all day, taking little movement breaks for that. And then as separate to that is a really great way to build movement into your day. We hear a lot of discussion around 10,000 steps a day. I think that's really beneficial because it's a great way for people to aim for something. And I've seen lots of patients really benefit from having that as a marker and wearing a Fitbit or a similar activity tracker to monitor it. It doesn't work for everyone. And I think the important thing to remember is that just if you, because 10,000 steps a day is what's out there the most, doesn't mean that there isn't a benefit below 10,000 steps a day. So if for you, a daily amount of movement that you can achieve is 5,000 steps a day, start there, achieve that and well done. And then you can build on it after that. Remember, 10 minutes of walking three times a day is 30 minutes a day. So many people take medication at set times a day without thinking twice about it. And I think we should be thinking about prescribing exercise in the same way. So move in a way you enjoy and move every day. To build on that, my point number six, hopefully I won't lose count here, guys, is to try a new form of exercise in 2019. And this is particularly relevant if you haven't found um, a form of exercise that you enjoy yet. Personally, I'm going to try classes like Reformer Pilates and Bar um, in Dublin. And I'm also going to think about trying Zumba. 
I have a pool at college when I, where I'm doing my master's. So I'm going to give that a go as well and try and get back into swimming. And I'd also love to hike more and try and see more of the awesome um, natural surroundings in Dublin outside of the city centre. So try one thing, try it new and bring a friend and that way it's not scary. Okay, number seven. Number seven it sounds really simple, but trust me, it's not. Number seven is to make 10 minutes of every day just for you. And I think if we really reflect on the last even seven days in our lives, did we really take 10 minutes to make sure that time was something that was only for us and not for someone else, for a family member, for a friend, for something that we were doing, like in my case, writing a blog post or doing some college study? It's really, really hard to think back and reflect on 10 minutes it was just for you. That might be to meditate. It might be to read a chapter in your book. It might be to take a walk with nothing between your ears or to just sit and reflect on what day you've had. But make sure you have 10 minutes of every day just for you. For me, I do 10 minutes of meditation with the Calm app. It's one of the things I started in 2018 as a resolution and I have um, managed to do it nearly every day. Not every every day but most days and I feel so much better for it and it really does make a difference to my mental health. So number eight this is something that's going to be the topic of a podcast episode definitely and it's sleep. Sleep has been in the newspapers and magazines and across kind of all forms of online media this year and there was an awesome book that I read called Why We Sleep by Professor Matthew Walker. And I highly recommend people read it and also search for podcasts where he's been interviewed. It's fascinating. And he is a very eminent sleep researcher. Until I do that podcast episode, all I'll say on this point is for your own personal health, aim for a minimum of seven hours sleep per night. And that's a non-negotiable, guys. My goal is seven and a half because it's more achievable for me than eight, but eight is also optimal. The sweet spot for us adults seems to be between seven and eight and below seven is when we really start to see harmful effects on our health, both in the short and long term. So really, really try to make that a big priority of yours. That's probably one of those valuable um, of my ideas you could take into your 2019, particularly if you're someone who's not making sleep a priority at the moment. And as I say, I will be doing a blog post on sleep hygiene and some tips to try and switch off at nighttime. Um, and I do have a blog post on that already. So have a look on my website if you want to check that out for some tips. So finally, number nine, number nine might surprise you, but it's to build a balanced relationship with your phone. And this is one I'm definitely setting as a personal goal for 2019. One thing I did in 2018 was to turn off my social media and email notifications so that I only get them if I go search for them myself in my phone. To be honest, it really was life-changing and my phone only buzzes now if it's a phone call, if it's a WhatsApp that isn't a group and if it is a message. And really it has made such a difference to the interruptions to my day, to the interruptions to my work and really allows you to set the priority and the limit on what takes your attention. Um, I would also add here that it's worth trying not checking uh, social media and emails for the first and last 30 to 60 minutes of your day. I personally don't check mine um, for the first hour of my day, which is usually my morning workout. Um, or I go for a walk and I don't, I bring my phone, but I don't check social media. I don't check emails. I'm just listening to a podcast. Um, and I'm trying to be more strict to myself in a nighttime curfew and finding that hard. So sharing my journey with you guys on that one. And I will hold myself accountable this year to it. I'm going to try and build 30 minutes before bed and try and read instead. Um, and it might seem really simple, but it is actually a lot harder than it sounds and I'm really motivated to do it. So I hope you guys want to join me. Now, finally, um, I'm going to give you a bonus tip. 
And this is to try having a mindful moment each day. And I don't mean that along the same train of thought as your 10 minutes a day just for you. A mindful moment's a little bit different. Um, I discovered mindfulness this year through the Calm app. And really it's about being in the present moment to observing your thoughts in that present moment and not judging them and just observing them, acknowledging them and being present really. Um, is the simplest way I can describe it. There is a very famous um, doctor called John Kabat-Zinn who is the founder of Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction and I really recommend checking him out. And as with many things, I plan on a podcast episode on this. For me, my mindful moment is during my morning coffee. Um, coffee is my one notion in life and I wouldn't say I'm a coffee snob, but I love a nice coffee. I have a coffee every day, one a day, and I always, unless there is something really urgent. Sit down and savor my coffee. I don't gulp it. I don't chug it. Going from A to B, I will get it where I'm buying it or I'll get it and take it to where I'm going to be sitting down to sip it before my day starts. I usually read something with it. I usually have my breakfast with it after my morning workout and it is just that time for me every single morning and it really does make a difference to my day. So find that mindful moment for you and treasure it. It might not be the same thing every day, but try and find one in each day. It might be you're catching up with a friend and you don't check your phone the entire time. You're just being in that present moment, but try and find it unique to you. And that is it, guys. Um, So I really hope you enjoyed those nine ideas for 2019 resolutions um, as a very first full episode on my podcast. I have many more I could share, but I am going to try to start a weekly post on my Instagram with the Tuesday health tip. So keep an eye out for that each week. I'm going to be pretty flexible about it, but I'm going to keep things pretty simple and try to share one each week with you guys that you can give a go of um, to try and emphasize the point that changes to live a healthier life don't have to be complicated. They don't have to be radical. They instead can be simple, sustainable, and allow you to celebrate small wins along the way. So if you're going to try out any of these ideas, let me know, give me a um, DM on Instagram, tweet me, pop me an email or leave a comment on my blog post. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, I'd love to hear feedback on the podcast episodes. So leave a comment on Podbean, um, subscribe to the podcast and yeah, share any thoughts you might have. I'd love to hear what you guys think. I hope you guys have a lovely start to the new year and I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys again soon. Bye.